Welcome to the Infinite Devotion Podcast. In today's episode, we go deep into masculine dominance and sensitivity. And we talk about why it is that by embracing his natural sensitivity, a man can actually find a route to a deep, profound inner strength. And the kind of strength that lets him have his balls back while being connected to the emotional experience of the world. This is a must-listen for any man who's considering entering into a dominant-submissive relationship or for any woman who is looking to understand what makes a man truly strong and dominant. I hope you enjoy this one. Please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear your feedback on YouTube in the comments. Today's podcast is going to talk about masculine dominance and sensitivity and kindness and how these things all go together. And I want to start today's podcast by reading a post that I wrote on Instagram earlier this year. And so the title of this post was Masculine Sensitivity and Dominance. Men have very sensitive hearts. When we open them and let down the walls, we feel the world around us very deeply. This deep sensitivity is why men have a tendency to numb themselves with substances and distractions, to shut down, to lash out in defensive projection, and to run and hide from emotional engagement. We never learned that our sensitivity is normal or that it is an essential part of our strength. Because men are so infinitely receptive to the emotional experience of the world, it feels vulnerable to open our hearts. This vulnerability exposes our deepest wounds and brings up our earliest experiences of being helpless, useless, and unable to control our reality. The walls that men build around their hearts are to protect our most sensitive reality, that we feel everything so deeply that it can often be painful. Add to that all the ways we've been hurt by the feminine, both by women and by the chaos and unpredictability of the world around us. To protect ourselves from this painful reality of a wounded, sensitive heart, We close ourselves off and push emotions away. Reclaiming our receptive sensitivity is essential for a man who wants to feel strong and grounded in his dominance. A man can be strong and dominant, even authoritative and powerful, while still being deeply sensitive and attuned to the experiences of those around him. This combination of strength and sensitivity, in my experience, is what makes for the most impressive men. There is no man who is more dominant than the man who cannot be triggered. The man who can stand in any storm and not collapse, shut down, or run away. The man who can connect to and feel everything and hold all of it on his shoulders while continuing to lead with strength and live with purpose. Opening your heart as a man won't make you weak, 
it will require your greatest strength and give you the greatest rewards. That was a great post. I wanted to start with that because this podcast was actually requested by one of our followers based on that post. And <clears throat> there's so much there for us to go deeper into that I thought it was a great idea to really dive into this topic. So I guess to start with, the thing that I've always known about myself is that I am a very sensitive person. Yes, I wouldn't have put that word to it because I wasn't really aware of it, but it was something that I noticed about you from the very, very start that felt different than the men I had in previously encountered in my life. And that gets at a really important point right to start is the meaning around the word sensitivity. The meaning that people assign to the word sensitivity really impacts how men feel about being labeled as sensitive or labeling themselves as sensitive. Yeah, because in my experience, it would be like, you're too sensitive, meaning mm -hmm. you have emotional reactions too easy. That's how I would take that word. Yeah. And men are built, like I believe that men are built this way. When we talk about polarity, polarity meaning like the energy of love that moves inside of us and between people in any in any relationship especially and in including romantic ones but polarity is present everywhere in everything that we do mm -hmm. and masculine beings are built to penetrate the world to go out and make an impact in the world around them to see truth and to shape the world according to what they see as right. And the balance to that, the balance to that penetrative polarity, that going outward and impacting other people's lives is the receptive heart because energy has to move. It has to go out and it has to come back. And so when a man is taking charge and he's in a dominant frame in his life the heart and the, his sensitivity is really his feedback mechanism to feel the way that he's impacting the world by the way that he shows up so it's i see sensitivity as an imperative part of dominance absolutely necessary because without it you're cut off from your heart you don't know how you are impacting your submissive and that's kind of where i would label that domineering mm -hmm. versus dominant that's how i classify kind of the difference yeah 100 percent. using words you know people like to use these categorical terms like fake dom mm -hmm. and 
you know, there's no such thing as a fake dom. Like that's just a, you know, it's a label and a judgment of someone who's probably acting in this way, controlling, forceful, but completely disconnected from his heart. Right. So the meaning around the word sensitivity is a really important thing to start, and I'm glad you brought that up. Because you wouldn't have labeled it as sensitive, but I always felt like, well, music. You've witnessed this happen so many times now, I'm sure can't count it anymore, but if I hear a beautiful piece of music, it brings tears to my eyes. Mm -hmm. When a really deep truth is being spoken by someone else or by myself, it brings tears to my eyes. Like, I, I feel the impact of of deep truth but I also feel the pain like I, f I feel the pain of others and that's something that's very uncomfortable when you don't like for a man who is has his balls cut off by the way that our world and feminism and just culture in general treats and perceives men and masculinity it can feel like as a man you have your balls cut off mm -hmm. you don't have the ability to impact your world for the good because everyone's so afraid that you're going to impact it for the bad which is <laughs> the essence of being a man right like the penetrative force right and not just in the physical act of sex this is like the bigger aspect of it's, it's why going out we need into, men it's going out into the world and doing shit right and taking charge taking responsibility leading protecting providing this is what we're made for mm -hmm. but there are so many forces present in the world that serve to cut men off from their own dominance, from their own inner strength, to leave us feeling powerless. And so, back to the point in that post, until a man sees that this is what's going on, his reactions, and this is how I lived plenty of my life and really how I think about 98, 99% of most men live their lives is they shut themselves off to the world. They numb out. Yes, I have definitely experienced that from some. So what does a numbed out man feel like to a submissive woman? A guy who is just disconnected from any sense of responsibility. Wow. Um, how would I summarize that? Um, it's a lack of... He's not connected to his own essence. And so what I feel in that is, feels like a lack of grounding. Like he's kind of more in the clouds. So obviously more in the chaos. Mm -hmm. of his own feminine 
Um, I notice a lack of taking charge, a lack of assertiveness. Um, what does that feel like when a man is like not willing to take charge or be assertive? It's, it's a repulsion for me. Like, um, it's sometimes even ha hard to have a conversation depending on <laughs> all of the other thing, like aspects that I can notice. Like it can show up as a lack of confidence. Well, it's gonna be some lack of confidence no matter what, mm -hmm. because he has nothing to stand on. He doesn't have that foundation. And like, it's, it's a lack of strength and it's not about the lack of strength and the physicality of your muscles. <laughs> it might be that, but it doesn't mean that. Um, and to be honest, like some, sometimes I've noticed in men that their physical front is <clears throat> like, mm -hmm. I'm muscular, <laughs> I'm strong, I'm like, it's a physical protection. And that probably, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to the resistance training and all of that. So it's not speaking ill of that by any means. But when I can sense that lack of groundedness, the lack of assertiveness, the sometimes inability to even have a conversation with me, mm -hmm. because it's like a it's like a shutdown. It's it's almost like sometimes in some aspects I don't even exist, which is interesting to experience from a man. And so there's all these little tell tail signs. I think I said that right. Um, of some of the fronts that get put up oh, and, and I, I see it as a protection I like I feel that right well that's just one of the ways that a man can build walls mm -hmm. is I'm gonna get in really good shape mm -hmm. so that women will see me as attractive and then they will want me mm -hmm. and it, it's a it, it's a cover for insecurity mm -hmm. can be well, yes in this case it's a cover for insecurity yep. because it's I don't want to make myself vulnerable to open myself up to allow myself to be like actually emotionally penetrated to let her emotions in where that could hurt me yeah but if I can just have her want me physically, then I can still connect with a woman without having to open up. Right. And I've, like, not in a romantic way, but I've experienced that in mm. plenty of men. Yeah. And you can see it all the time in, well, th this is the, like, the macho gym culture exactly. guys who will start around and you know show off their muscles and they'll get some response from a certain type of woman mm -hmm. but it all plays out in the in the physical realm there's like there's no vulnerability to it so it like it just lends more to the casual sex culture between people who aren't able to connect on an emotional level. So we'll probably touch on insecurity a little bit more later, but 
there's a lot of ways that men numb themselves to just protect themselves from even getting to the point of going to the gym and getting in shape and using that as a front. And I'm talking about substances, mm -hmm. like literally numbing themselves out to the painful reality, the, the painful emotional reality of life. There are distractions. I mean, we live in a world with a million distractions. I think another, um, well, this might fall under distraction is the whole like video game culture. Yep. And I, I understand part of that draw, like the, the fighting aspect and the conquering mm -hmm. and all of that. So there is that, that f quick fix, maybe, I guess, mm -hmm. getting hit. Um, but it's a, it's a numbing out. It's the, it's the phones yep. too. It's, it's the games on the phones or the social media or whatever else people do on phones. I don't even know. Yeah. Just the endless scrolling, like all the of videos. these, yeah. all of these are ways to disconnect from reality to, well, it give, it's an easy dopamine hit, right? Yeah. Like it's that easy rush of energy from like something fun that maybe makes you laugh or teaches you a little bit of something or give like in a video game gives you a little bit of that rush of conquering something or winning. But it's all unnumbing to reality. It is. And so like the other thing is like the TV, right? The Netflix, the watching. And recently, um, a guy said to me something about like, I like to watch, I don't whatever he said, X, Y, Z, um, because it's a way to disconnect from my mind. And I was like, whoa, like I, I felt that. I felt that in my body in response to fall like someone falling for that like I need to numb myself out mm -hmm. and I'm aware of it and I'm still choosing to do it that tells me something and unfortunately it's such a it's such an accepted thing right it's like it shows how far men have really fallen from their inner conqueror from their inner king to have it be a totally acceptable normal thing to say in a casual conversation that you like to turn off your mind yeah it kind of broke my heart actually But men do this because, like, they can't handle all of what's going on around them because they are such sensitive beings. Right. And there is a deeply felt sense that men have that I, I think most men don't even realize that is real for them. That... 
it's dangerous to open up emotionally. Absolutely. I mean, that goes back to childhood. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, even from men and women, how their emotions weren't accepted as a child. Mm-hmm. As if the child is not supposed to feel anything. And so if that's the sort of message that you get over and over and over, what are you going to do with that? You don't You don't have, as a young boy, you don't have the emotional awareness to recognize the way that you're, that you're being hurt at such a deep level. Like when you're, like when something happens and it like makes a boy cry and he's told don't cry or knock it off or you're too sensitive. Like not only is he being scolded for his natural energetic reaction, he's building a wall because it hurt him to experience that and then he was told it was bad that he did and walls go up. I remember that experience on the lake late this summer. You heard another family on a boat nearby and the little boy starts crying and the mom didn't handle it well. Yeah. Both like the mom and the dad just berated the, the poor kid and he started bawling and then they picked him up by the arm and drug him off, off of the water into the boat by one arm and he's crying even harder. And like you can just see a future man there who is going to be completely shut off and disconnected from his ability to connect on an emotional level. And I saw how that experience hurt you deeply. And if I keep talking about it, I'm going to cry. And the really sad thing about that experience was there are a good portion of parents who would think that that's really good parenting. Like they're really trying to whip that kid in shape and help him be strong in a hard and challenging world. Right. The statement that comes to my mind is sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And like my immediate sense when I say that is like put my walls up protect myself mm-hmm. nobody can hurt me so I can't feel so I want to talk about why why it's important to for men to let those walls come down and how it actually helps connect you back to your balls and to your strength rather than just making you weak. Because we talk to men, I've I've heard this more times than I can count in doing this work with men, especially men who are newer to what it is that we teach and how it is that we mentor people 
and teach in our courses. Things like, I despise weakness. And I can understand why. But the fact is, there, are, you know, there is no stronger man than a man who can connect to the emotional experience of the world and still hold on to his balls. Being open in your heart as a man, first of all, means doing the work. And I'll talk about that phrase for men in a minute. But doing the work to heal those wounds and the ways that you were hurt in the past by women, the ways that chaotic situations scared the shit out of you and made you feel not okay in your childhood, in your early years, the ways that your first girlfriends hurt you, cheated on you, left you, whatever it was, those really heavy-duty emotional experiences, especially related to romantic partners, early romantic partners, and mom. Or a care caregiver, caregiver, if that was a woman. Yep. In place of mom. Yeah. I, I guess that can be daycare providers, it can yeah. be teachers, it can be a lot of different especially the ways that you were hurt by women, doing the work to heal those wounds, to be, to let go of the, the ways that you absorbed pain and held on to it in those experiences. Number one, it's gonna suck. It's, it's maybe the hardest thing that a guy will ever do because it is, it feels dangerous at the level of your soul to let go of those things because the way that you responded to them, the way that you decided to protect yourself is what kept you from feeling that pain again. Yeah, it, it was creating that safety in the world. Mm -hmm. But doing that, being able to let go of those things does not make you weak. It makes you stronger because now you're not you're not going to have to walk around avoiding pain with every moment of your life you're not going to have to walk around trying to stay numbed out and to push people away and to put up false fronts of insecurity because you don't have to have the insecurity you don't need the false fronts you don't, you don't need to carry that pain. And this doesn't just mean that you're opened up to now all sorts of really painful things to start pouring into you and really bad things starting to happen, like letting women treat you poorly. That's not what this is about. Letting go of those past pains allows you to actually connect to women for real. How would you describe the difference that you felt maybe early in our years together versus after you went through the 
some of the healing these things for yourself? Well, the thing is, early in our years together, when I was relatively unconscious to this stuff, I didn't know what I was going through. I didn't understand that I was just avoiding pain, that I was just pushing you away, that I was numbing myself out by overeating and getting fat, that I was just riddled with insecurity. I didn't know it. Right. I thought you were the problem. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so the difference Even is... Even though I was part of the problem. <laughs> you, you had your own things, but it wasn't you needing to change that was what was actually wrong for me. Yeah. But, you know, what it's like for me now after having gone through this work is... Well, I'll give an example. Like, when you would get upset about something in the past, it would... I would have all sorts of triggered reactions to it, depending on what it was. I would get really afraid that I had upset you and that you were unhappy with me and I didn't feel okay when you were un like when you were unhappy. Or I would get really upset sometimes because you were upset about something and it felt like you were blaming me. And so There are more, but I'll stick with those couple of things where, like, those are the ways that I made my own problems about you, and then I made your problems about me. Right. Like, when you weren't happy, it had to be because I did something wrong, which are all patterns that map all the way back to my childhood. Yeah. And then those kind of things show up in in actual weakness, which is like fear of speaking up for my needs, mm -hmm. of saying what I want, mm -hmm. or of asking you to do something for me. Because I'm just, at that point, I'm just terrified of upsetting you. And so I don't want to ask you for anything. I certainly don't want to have any sort of authority and tell you what to do. But I also need to I'm trying to control how you feel so that your feelings don't hurt me yeah. because of my sensitivity. I think it's I think it's because like you're always mad at me, but it's really my own sensitivity that is and the walls that I've built to protect it that are the problem there. Yeah, and it kind of can turn into the like um I'll just give you what you want. Let me give you what you want. Let me mm -hmm. give you what you want, which causes its own problems from the feminine side. Yeah. Well, let's come back to that because <laughs> that's a really like that's a really important pattern. But you know what it's like for me now when I see you upset, I can say she's upset. And I can just let you be upset without immediately jumping to making it about me like assuming that you're upset with me or that you shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I can just accept you being how you are. And so what's the difference for you there? 
in being upset and having me make it about myself versus having it be okay for you to be upset about something. Oh my gosh, night and day difference. Like, because it turns into this, like, when, when we were living unconsciously, which I, I don't even remember all about that, but I, I'll call it unaware emotionally, um, that you might do something and I have, and I get upset because of my own story about what you did. You're making your story about me. And so now it's like this, maybe this chase, you know, this where the attachment styles come into play, which we don't need to get into, but just like the avoidance or like I would shut down. And so then you would come to me and be like, talk to me, talk to me. And I was like, no, I can't, like, I can't speak up because now I'm going to hurt your feelings even more. And it was just cycles like that. Right. But the beautiful thing is somehow we always worked through it because um, you didn't let me just shut down. Now, knowing that whatever I'm feeling, that I can bring it to you, even if it's in response to something, even if it's you say we're doing this and I'm like fearful of <laughs> something, which like not physically fearful, but like um, obviously attached to the ego, like I can bring you all of that. And when you can receive me in all of that, it has been incredibly healing. Mm -hmm. And the amount of acceptance that I have learned to feel for my own emotional experience, because you accepted me, it's like you gave me the permission to be a woman, to be a girl again. In like, I didn't even know I was disconnected from that. So it's incredible to be received in all of the emotional chaos. So I guess to wrap up the answer to that question, what it felt like to me before was this constant being constantly being on edge mm. and uncomfortable with whatever you might be feeling now knowing that whatever it is that you bring to me that i can handle it that i can learn from it and that it can actually help me be a better man and help me take the lead and to give you a better life because I can understand what you're going through. Now, because I don't have my walls up, I'm not trying to keep it out. I'm not trying to push the, get it away from me. Um, I, I can be wide open to it and it can't hurt me because mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of it. Like there's nothing in me to hurt anymore. And so now this is where I call this like your emotions as information. Right. Like they're just something for me to hear, to learn from. And like, instead of trying to get you to stop being sad, for example, I can try to connect to your own, to your feeling of being sad 
and why you're sad and just let you be sad. And then maybe I can do something with our lives that gives me an opportunity for you not to be put in the situation to be sad next time. And if I can just share this from the feminine side of that is when I come to you because I'm feeling something. I may know what it is, I may not know, I may just be crying. But when I can be received in that without trying to be fixed, without you trying to logic your way with my emotions, a lot of times it just dissolves. And all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, (laughs) life is great. And it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be figured out. And, and I don't feel like, like it, the, like feeling like there's something wrong with you because you're in emotional chaos as a woman, um, when you, you don't understand, like this is part of our experience, like all that just being received in it is incredibly helpful. And from my side of like, feeling you, experiencing you deepen into your own capacity to hold that for me, like literally just brought out an unraveling of things that I had held on to my whole life that I didn't even know was there. So your strength in that is what has made a t- like deep impact in who I am today and and that is a profound sense of inner strength that i get to carry with me now because nothing that you or anyone else does has the power to take me apart on the inside like i say words to men like become untriggerable or another way i've said this before that makes people laugh is untake apartable (laughs) like when you're strong enough to not be impacted by other people's emotions and you can offer that like what you just said that I've been able to offer you that is a profoundly powerful experience on the inside of of my life that I get to feel every single moment and I've watched clients get to be received by you women get to be received by you and your strength when they've never experienced that before by another man. Well, and one of the most beautiful things to experience when we work with couples, and we've watched this play out lots of times now, where a man starts to step forward and he starts mm-hmm. to step up in his life and he does some of this emotional work and heals some of this inner shit. And all of a sudden, like, my wife is getting softer. (laughs) She's opening up to me more. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can just watch him go, huh. And you watch her go, huh. (laughs) And, like, like, everything just kind of starts to calm itself down because, because he stepped forward and held the ground for her to to be on Mm -hmm. and this can shift in a long-term relationship no matter how long you've been together absolutely it will 
you know, as we said in episode four, it takes patience. Absolutely. Because if you've learned to relate to each other in in one way, like we had, like yep. lots of practice at doing it the old way, and then as like as I started to grow and as you started to soften, we we both went through experiences of still thinking that the other person was the way they used to be. Yep. <laughs> because we have so much evidence built up that that's how it that that's how it always was. So it takes some relearning and unlearning and but absolutely it's possible. So I want to touch on something else you said a little bit ago. The pattern that men get into of just trying to figure out what his woman wants so he can give it to her. On its face, it's a very kind-looking thing to do. Like, and and it is a it is a kind thing in most cases on some level. Like, as men, we want to give, we want to provide, we want to. Like, I love you being happy. I love seeing you full of joy. I love seeing you overwhelmed with pleasure. Like, there's very little that fills me up as much as seeing you full. So a lot of guys try to take the shortcut to that, which is, <laughs> well, just tell me what you want and I'll give it to you and then we'll both be happy. Why doesn't that work? Well, one day I want this and the next day I want that and they're contradicting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I don't fucking know what I want. <laughs> Truly. Or I want all of it at the same time. Okay, well that's not logical. So <laughs> you need to get logical and tell me what you want that's practical that I can give to you. You see how it becomes yeah. all of a sudden now you have to limit your own mm -hmm. desire. You have to limit your own your own desire to receive yeah. down to something that's available, practical, logical, and easily giveable. Otherwise yep. you're just you're just impractical. Yeah, I want 10 things on my Christmas list. Well, you get one. I can't choose just one. Also, it puts you in charge. Yeah, in a um, upside down way, yeah. Because if I'm telling you like, that I'll give you what you want, you just have to tell me what you want. Well, now your decision about what it is that you want puts me as the as the responder mm -hmm. I'm not leading I'm not I'm not feeling you and then giving you an experience of life to surrender into which is what a feminine being is always going to be looking for a strong experience of a of a man who has his life together who knows who he is what he wants and where he's going mm -hmm. and then where he can say, I want you to be a part of this with me. Mm -hmm. And this is the role that you play in it. This is how you get to be valuable to me. I notice a visceral positive response in my body. Anytime I get a little bit of that from you in the like, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Mm -hmm. You know, anything about that driven purpose decision made 
like it's just like oh yes <laughs> because it's exhausting for a feminine being to have to make up make the decisions yep in my experience absolutely because i will constantly overthink it even after a decision is made i will constantly be second guessing it and trying to justify it to myself that it was the best decision mm-hmm. and questioning if you could have made a better decision mm-hmm. all of that and comparing outcomes later on down the road to see if you actually made the best decision yeah and this is over the smallest little things like making a decision for what i was going to eat at a restaurant like oh man i don't know i chose the chicken sandwich but gosh i kind of wanted a burger but i didn't let myself have a burger and it would just be this like and then it's the equivalent of like after you're done eating getting the menu again and trying to decide what looks like it would have been better i don't know if i ever did that well no you never actually (laughs) did that but like that's this is what happens when a feminine being is put in a decision-making role not that you can't make a decision obviously you can if you need to yeah and if you really want to but it's the overthinking that comes with it but instead when we look at a menu at a restaurant and I give it to you and I say is there anything on here that looks really good to you or that doesn't look good to you and you can just look through it and say yeah that doesn't look very good Ooh, that really sounds tasty today and then you give the menu back to me and I decide what you're gonna eat I order it for you it comes out and if you don't like it it's my problem if you do like it I made a good choice mm-hmm. but you didn't have to decide no. and that feels really good to me but if I was afraid of upsetting you by making the wrong decision I'm not going to be able to just take that menu and say she's gonna have the shrimp pasta I'm going to have the pizza. And the server looks at you sometimes like, (laughs) you don't get to make up your own mind. (laughs) But if I'm afraid of upsetting you or, or if I'm afraid of making you mad at me because I have those walls up because I'm trying to protect my sensitivity because I can't be okay if you're upset, I'm not going to be able to give you that experience probably would order me three entrees just to make sure I liked something. <laughs> <laughs> I think we saw someone at a restaurant recently who had maybe done that because they just had a table full of about eight different plates full of food. Maybe that's what was going on. They looked off. Gotta get it right that way. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, when a guy approaches a woman, even from a state of well-meaning kindness, trying to figure out what she wants and then just so he can give it to her. Generally, it's a discomfort with taking charge and taking the lead because of a fear, again, walls around his heart. Yeah, and it's another line of like, well, I don't want to look like an asshole or I don't want to, I don't want her to think that I'm an asshole or I don't want to. The most common line right there that we get from men whose women come to them saying, I want you to be more dominant or I want to be in a dom-sub relationship. Most common line from a guy is, I'm not a jerk. I'm not an asshole. I'm not that kind of guy. Yep. And 
on like all that is is a misperception for one of what being a dominant truly means but also then your own um lack of comfortability in certain areas of what that might mean for you and that's going to be a personal journey right well in a lot of cases it's you know i talked before about how culture looks at and treats men right so if a man has never had any lived experience where he is welcomed to make a decision and have someone follow him because they trust him it's going to feel completely foreign like telling someone else what to do just feels wrong because he's had his balls cut off his whole life mm -hmm. and even if somebody comes comes to him and says here have your balls you'll be like i don't want those 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 make me mean <laughs> But he's perceiving assertiveness as being an asshole. Right. Because I can take, like in this relationship, as a 24-7 dominant submissive relationship, I can make decisions about our, our entire lives and future. And I know that I have your 100% trust to follow me wherever it is I decide to lead us. And I'm not talking about picking something off of a menu here. I'm talking about like changing our entire life's direction and path. Right. And I have 100% certainty that you would be right beside me. Mm -hmm. No question. I have no question in my system that you'd be right there. There's those tears, like truth. No question that you'd be right there. But the only way that I know that you would be right there, that I could, like, I could tell you we are moving to Greece and um, I'm going to become a belly dancer and <laughs> um, we're going to live in an underground bunker. Wow. And, I, and I, <laughs> I know you would be right there with me. You'd be right there beside me. Yep. Because... Yeah, I can be that author that authoritative. Not, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. Because I know that you know that I've got you. Yeah, the way I was going to describe what I experience in our dominant submissive relationship is those words. It's you being the leader. Me experiencing you in your strength and your grounded confidence assertiveness um, and all that you've been through to be the man that you are and you say come with me I've got you I'm gonna look out for everything of your needs like it's that simple and I'm like yes please thank you I will follow you wherever you go but you also know that before I make a decision like that, I've considered not just what I want and bitch come with me. Yeah. I've looked, I've made a thorough analysis of that decision. And I've, like, that decision wasn't made lightly. Mm -hmm. So. And if I had an emotional response to it, mm -hmm. you would receive all of it and take it as information 
and if there was a need to adjust course slightly, you would. Yep. But not based upon fear right. or anything of the sort. Yeah, your your emotions aren't going to determine what we do, but they might teach me something I didn't know. Right. There is a wisdom that comes through me. Absolutely there is. And my life is always better when I listen to it. Right. And that doesn't make me less dominant. And there's another yeah. thing. Guys like guys that are moving into dominance a lot of times when their woman comes to them with some thought or some input or some idea, like she's trying to tell me what to do. Like, no, it just feels like that to your, to your walls. Right. Because she's probably just giving you something that feels important to her and you can take it, consider it. And if she really is following you, say no, if it's a no, mm -hmm. but don't be afraid to say yes, if it's a good idea. Right. But insecurity, like all of that is driven off of insecurity. And insecurity is just a lack of, like it's not secure. Not being secure in who you are. Not having any sense of, of solid identity. Not standing for anything. You made that point earlier. Like a man has to stand for something. Mm -hmm. He has to be about something. And without some sort of a code, some sort of a, of a plan for his life, if he doesn't know where he's going and what he's doing with his time here on earth, he's just going to float and he's going to feel insecure, obviously. But the way out of insecurity isn't putting up a stronger front or being more forceful or being more controlling or domineering or locking down or cl and clamping down on reality. It's really opening up and being able to listen and feel what others are feeling because that's where the, the meat is of, of the real energy of the universe is in the emotions of others around you. So if you're someone listening to this, if you're a man listening to this, and something in this calls to you, and it seems like there's something here for you, I challenge you to look inward, to look at yourself, and to just be attentive for a little while to those little things that hurt you when you were young. Look back and bring a little bit of your awareness to those painful experiences you went through and the ways that you react to those now, the ways that you put walls up, the ways you keep things away, the ways that you numb yourself out, like get real with yourself. And know that confronting those things, dealing with them, whether you need to get into some therapy, whether you need to get into some meditation, whether you need to connect with some other strong men who can help lead you forward and give you examples, 
you know, I have a men's group called The Kingdom that is all about this. This is what we do, is work through this stuff together. And I challenge you to listen to that little calling inside of yourself because it is profoundly healing to confront these things and to get through them so you can feel strong not just act strong or look strong but actually feel strong because you have healed the things inside of you that allow yourself to be hurt you can become untriggerable you can become unfuckwithable not by putting up fronts but by really doing the emotional work that it takes and if there's one message that anyone takes away from this it's that connecting emotionally and connecting to your sensitivity as a man does not make you weak it's not weakness it's strength And so I appreciate everyone who listened all the way to the end of this episode. And know that this is what we do. We're here for you. If you need someone to work with, someone to reach out to, if you want to connect to really, truly, deeply embodied strength, this is what infinite devotion is all about. And it's what my work with men is all about, is bringing men home to their strength so that they can offer that to women in a way that sets them free. Thank you for listening.